Welcome to the Ignition Podcast, the podcast that takes your love for cars and shows you the possibilities. Building a dream is all about B-Road Hunting Club and Ed and Roger's dream to take their little car club and take it global. They're starting off with one pub and I'm showing you exactly how they're doing it. And so if you want to know how they got to this point, listen to the episodes before. It might give you a little clue. This isn't, this is mine and Roger's company. We created it, but it's not mine and Roger's, it's everybody's. It doesn't, it's not anything without the people. Mm. Pretty much 90% of my friend base or family base, people. they don't get it. It's just like, like, like what? I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't have to make sense to them. I don't know, or I can't pin down where my love for, you know, the car culture came from. Yeah. I think there's a certain part of like, the, you know, there's freedom in it. You've got the ability, you know, once you pass your test and you can go off and you can pretty much go anywhere, right? Mm. Um, I think there's some of that, but yeah, I think I'm, because we bought this and we're here for 20 years, we are building in some respects a legacy, right? Mm. Like this isn't going anywhere. 10 days is not a lot of time, but I'm confident that we will. Yeah. We'll be ready. And if we're not ready, I know Roger obviously has alluded to it. I would say that we're, you know, I guess in some respects to finish, you know, we are, we are the tree where you can bring your trinkets to. A lot, a lot, <laughs> of, a lot. Of, to be fair, I've had a week off. Uh, uh, Roger and I felt that we needed some time away, so um, we went and did something else. Um, went and she picked up my new car and then took it to Wales with. Uh, quite a lot of the, I would say, B-Road members, although that was, I guess, inevitable when you say, right, we're going to Wales for for a, a long weekend, who wants to join? So, um, so yes, yeah, so we did that. I did that with Lee Crawley, who you know, and the Onward sort of brand that um, Lee and I have created around the Morgan. So, um, all about getting out and driving, but that's, um, I guess that's uh, a story for another day. Um, and I know you are, fully versed in some of the projects that are up and coming yeah. um, with that and uh, Morgan. I guess now I would say with probably 10 days to go, obviously this weekend everyone will have seen that we've made the decision that we are opening in 10 days and we've got still a fair amount to do but have achieved a massive amount. Um, and you probably notice it more than I do having come in here after, you know, um, what was the last six weeks when we were just sort of finishing the garden? Um, yeah. The garden's now finished. I would argue there's some topsoil being laid today and we're rolling it. Um, but the patio's all done, it's all laid out. Um, it's been cleaned and stuff and everyone's seen the updates on that. The coffee shop or outside coffee shop, has, um, that's been done. Uh, all inside the pub now has been decorated. We actually got our stuff out of storage after nearly nine months. Yeah. Um, and that now, I guess, is uh, a lot of that stuff's on the wall. So uh, kitchen's done, floor's done, um, staff are in. You know, it's not just me and Rog anymore. There are now staff here working. Um, so yeah, no, we get, we're getting there. I think, you know, 10 days is not a lot of time, but I'm confident that we will. Yeah we'll be ready and if we're not ready I know Roger obviously has alluded to it um, you know we've been nothing but honest and open there, were, there may well be niggles when we open 
um, but that's we need to be open to be able to work through them. We can't foresee every problem. So, you know, I ask on certainly the first weekend that there is a little bit of patience, but you know, we will endeavour to get it sorted. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. There's those people that are going to come for the first week. I mean, speaking about people in general, like us as car enthusiasts, like I remember me as seeing a car, like seeing the car, I have this vivid memory of about six or seven years old. Of my bedroom is opposite someone who has a 430 Challenge, a 959, and a, I think it's an E92 M3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because, like, that's in a vert- I drove this morning on the way here and I thought, what, what makes me a car enthusiast? What makes the part of the car culture I enjoy? And I think subliminally, like, looking back, it's waking up every morning and hearing that V8 or waking up every morning and hear, hearing a flat six stuff. Yeah. Like it's, without even knowing it, like that has been the soundtrack of my mornings for a good 20 years. Yeah. And it's like, what's what I'm interested in, like, you, like how did you, obviously minis are a big thing. Yeah, I, I, do you know, it's really weird. So I know we've had this conversation before, right? Um, like my earliest memory being my granddad's uh, Ford Escort. My dad having a Golf GTI, me getting into it really, you know, cars really late. Yeah. Um, I, it's a, it's a, I would say that my love of certainly minis, I'm again, um, just bought back one of the cars that uh, Rog and I built um, from one of our B Road members that didn't really <sighs> wanted to sell it. I think maybe you know he rightly or wrongly, you know, or it's up, you know, it's his choice, um, didn't want it anymore, but couldn't bear to buy it out, so um, offered it to me at a price I couldn't refuse, so I, I bought it back, and, it, and it's really nice, because it sort of comes back to, you know, B-Road, right, it's sort of like gone full circle, um, and I need a, da- a decent daily driver, but since having that car and driving backwards and forwards to home, it's really recently cemented why I love Minis, yeah. like, um, but I think, and to answer your question, I, in my last sort of eight plus years in the army, commuted a lot. Um, and everyone used to say I used to change my car a lot, but that's because I was commuting a lot and yeah. I got bored with what I was driving. And I just think those last sort of eight years of commuting and trying loads of different cars, and that really is where my passion that for where I am that today started right um very much so I was into other stuff you know like playing golf and you know um doing it you know I was I was never thing was I was never around I was always away with the army so um I didn't really have that car culture right I've had nice cars I've owned Porsche 911s and stuff and VW split screen camper vans and all sorts of different um cars along the way um but was into the vw scene because i like the culture i like the fact you could do different things with your cars yeah um i like the fact that we could go away as a family and you know camper vans tick that box and that's why i still have a soft spot for camper vans and which is why we work with lee from coon valley campers you know and we created that campus and coffee event at bentley and we hope to continue that here although i am aware that obviously lee has you know that has branched out and become a bigger thing for Lee. Lee was here last week and we had a meet, and he wants to continue that relationship, as do I. Um, so I guess yeah, the cut the that I would say is like my earliest memory. So 
you know, Brighton Breeze and down on Brighton Seafront with the splitty and winning, you know, um, one of the top buses on the day. It was the first proper show I ever went to. Yeah. I think, right, I've got the bug now. Like, I, I can... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can, um, you know, I want to understand this a bit more. Then I bought a Mini and, you know, I was using that to commute. And my first Mini that's still... You know, I've bought it back twice. I've tried to buy it back very recently. Um, a Union Jack JCW Cooper, um, built very early on in the the, the process of Mini. Um, unfortunately, the gentleman that's got it now doesn't want to part ways with it. So, and that's fine because I know it's out there, and I know that I created that. I created a Mini with a full wrap Union Jack on it, and was pushing the boundaries at the very early stages of. That mini scene, right? Um, so yeah, I never, never set out to create a car and coffee culture or a place with you know with Rog or what we did to have cars come in. So it's a really you know maybe my ramblings are making it are making it obvious. It's a really difficult question to answer. I don't don't know. Or I can't pin down where my love for you know the car culture came from. Yeah, I think there's a certain part of like that you know there's freedom in it. You've got the ability, you know, once you pass your test and you can go off and you can pretty much go anywhere, right? Mm. Um, I think there's some of that, but yeah, I think I'm cars for me, Rog, anyone, yourself, anyone that I know that's maybe associated with. B road or the wider audience maybe if you're in the car scene they're not just a necessity to get you from A to B no. there's something more in it like I said the car is so many things to so many people and like you say it's it's, a, it's not just transport it gives you like people talk about noise vibration harshness that those are things that make us as humans happy like you think about it like noise brings so much happy. Like yeah. it's a big thing like difference V10 V8 V6 different sound waves no absolutely and it you know but there's something quite nice that you can have a bad you know like you can have a bad day I live 38 miles away and I can go about four or five different ways home but they're all across twisty country roads mm. like there's something quite nice you know had the 4.2 litre V8 Audi right there was nothing wrong with that I loved it and it was more than capable in the twisties but it wasn't as much fun as the R53 supercharged mini or my you know Morgan Super 3 in those on those roads it's just not and that's what you know yes it makes you know it makes me happy it puts a smile on my face it doesn't just put a smile on my face when I'm driving a Morgan Super 3 it puts a smile on everyone's face yeah. it's ridiculous you know you've been in it so so and I but that's what I'm saying like you say there you know, the car is many things to different people. Um, to me, now the car is very much part of what I do. Yeah. Like, um, B Road is this is a you know a place for car lovers. And you you meet people along the way. Though. Like you mentioned Lee, and you meet, mentioned Rog as well. Like you think about those people that are so obsessed with a certain car. For like you, and that must shape you as a person. Like if you if you come into contact with people that are obsessed with BMWs, you're going to have to start understanding why. They love BMWs. Yeah, but I think that's that is you know I guess this is the easiest way, right? The 
BMWs, the Jap scene, the VW scene, the, the VW camper scene, motorbikes, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There is there is a, a kindred spirit in whatever car scene or whatever car you drive or like, there is a kindred spirit. We all understand it, whether we have to say it or not, it's yeah. an understand it's an understanding that that car means something to you. That's like I'm cool with that, right? Yeah. Like that's a nice thing. You know, and I and I, I would say that that's what I think it's fair to say Rog and I are very conscious of that, right? Yeah. We're very conscious that we get lots of different car clubs, car owners, cars um, come here, but we're equally as excited about all of those cars that come here. I'm not just excited about the cars that I like. Yeah. You know, there are cars that I, you know, that not to my taste, right? I'm, not, but I will still, I'm interested and want to talk to that person about their car their motorbike their van whatever it is i want to understand why they're passionate and what what they've done to it to make it you know put that smile on their face right yeah. like there's that is the culture right like that's for me anyway like i might be completely outside and i know there are car clubs out there that don't like japanese cars or don't like bmw clubs or don't like audi clubs you know but really like it's a we're all but we're also it's all the yeah. same thing which just a different it's just different but if we were all the same it'd be boring right and it's funny like you look back at like humans early on and we're a tribal species like we grew in tribes and I, I think it's funny like and it, it's content creation as a whole like people latch onto a certain content creation or a certain car brand because they identify with something that that brand's messaging is putting out I think that's how communities and stuff like B Road. No, absolutely, but it doesn't have to make sense to everybody, right? It doesn't have to make sense, you know. I, I, I like the Morgan doesn't make sense to pretty much ninety percent of my friend base or family base. People. They don't get it. It's just like, like, like what? I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't have to make sense to them. Like, I'm not in. I'm not. I didn't buy it to make sense to anyone else apart from me. It's like that's why I bought it. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. That's why I modify or have modified cars to the way I have. I don't do it to I don't do it to annoy or piss people off. I do it because I want to do it. Like and if people appreciate that, great. If they don't, that, that's great as well. I don't it doesn't like that doesn't bother me, but I just think, you know, some people can get very precious about what they do within the car culture, car community. And then that you know, in some respects, rubs people up the wrong way, but it's all taken a little bit out of context. It's a little bit like, well, just because you don't like it doesn't mean that I now want nothing to do with you or I don't want to talk to you or don't, you know, yeah. you, you're not welcome. Like, uh, we've said it, and I don't know how, you know, everybody's welcome at B Road. I don't care if you've got two wheels, four wheels, six wheels. Petrol, diesel, cool electric. If you do have six wheels, please show up. I'll yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, like, I, like, even if you have to push it into the car park, like, there'll be people there to help you push it into a parking space, and we can all laugh at you and then help you fix it, like that. But that's what we're about. Like, that's our whole. If you listen, you know, like my stuff, you know, my Rog, like our stance, our ethos hasn't changed on this. This is, you know, that is. Maybe that's what makes us different. Yeah. Maybe that's what makes us, you know, 
Um, but I would say it probably isn't different now because the people that are, or the, the, the car community on a whole, I think is a little bit more like that now. Yeah. I know it's changed in the five years I've been doing this. So you, you know, not massive changes, marked changes, but you can see it like there is a change. Like, yeah, and it's it's. I'm interested in the point of view that because you and Rog have started something, you've committed. Like, obviously, you guys are doing something that works. It works because people show up, and like I've been to. Well, we hope they show up. Now. Well, yeah, but, but you've done pop up meets. I mean, you haven't. No, heard no, no. Yeah, and people yeah, have, yeah. and I think it's. Like going to them, like when you when I, when you say you really don't, you don't care what car show. I mean, you've got everything in that car park from Evos to a catering. Like there is such a breadth of cars. No, exactly. And I th- but that's because we're welcoming of all car brands, right? Like everybody's welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't. But that's why. That's why it works because you know, and maybe that, and maybe that's why people are members and people are drawn to us because there is no. Like from mine and Roger's point, there is no judgment. I don't care what you turn up in. But I want you to come here. I want you to meet like-minded people. I want you to enjoy yourself while you're here. That's the whole point we're doing it. You know, this isn't... Um, all right, we're a business now, right? But if you... And I know we've had the meetings. Roger and I have sat down. We've had the meetings, right? When this was not a business, this was a car club. This was... You know, something Roger and I enjoyed doing, and we still enjoy doing it now. This is nothing's changed, but the only thing that's changed is this is now a business. So, yes, we've got a much bigger building, we've got much bigger locations, we've got much bigger builds, and there's no getting away from that, right? But that's a choice that Roger and I made. So, yes, this is a business, it has to make money, otherwise, it won't survive. But the ethos of what B Road's about hasn't changed. Yeah. B Road is still here for everybody in the car community to come along and have a space where they, in as silly as it sounds, feel safe, can you know talk to like-minded people. You know, there's nothing, you know, but respect it because if you don't respect it, it won't be here for you. You know, that's the you know without you know getting on my eyeballs. That's like. You know, we've all seen recently there was people leaving car shows being stupid, right? That ruins the car scene for people. Yeah. Like, that's what we get to... We all get tarnished with that brush. It taints, that taints the viewers. It taints it. And, you know, it doesn't matter. There are people within this village that think that's what's going to happen here because they see it on social media or they see it in the news or people talk about it. That's not what's going to happen here. I can't say... Definitively, it's not going to happen here, but you can't control it. I can't control it, but equally, what I can control is people coming back here. You know, um, yeah. and yeah, I'm just I'm interested, like sort of, and that that is part of this culture and culture. You must have had priorities when you started the first beat road meet, and I mean, like, how those priorities changed. Like, what are you prioritizing now when you look at setting up a a car place versus you setting up your first car meet? Like, what is the differences? Uh, I, Harry, honestly, there's no difference. When we set up our first car meet um, at Corbo, our first location, we didn't have a partic- we didn't have a lot of space. Yeah. But we were on somebody else's land, right? We we bought we borrowed, rented whatever you want. We rented that land at weekends, and when people turned up to that event, it was a stat. You come, you park up, you behave. If you don't behave, you can go. Yeah. Like 
we've made no bones about it. We've been the same from day one. That's been, and there's no difference as we've gone from there to Marden, from there to Bentley, and from there now to what is, you know, the stag at Chalock. Nothing's changed. So when you come here, this is a static car meet. You are here to display your car. If you want to go on a driving tour, you want to go driving and you want to do that, that's what the bit in between is. You know, get in here, we're a destination, so you want to drive here. Drive safe, be, you know, be sensible to come here, park your car up. And when you leave here, be equally as sensible when you leave and then enjoy your journey home. You know, um, like I say, I'm working on other projects. I love the joy of driving as well as I love looking at people's cars but I think um, you, you cannot the two don't work together you can't come here and do donuts in our field because it doesn't work like that's just disrespectful a to us and the car community as a whole and the locals whatever you know whatever however you butter it up it's disrespectful you yeah. won't be welcome unless you put a donut ring in the middle of the well, no, and we haven't yeah. and we haven't and we're not going to and the only one that probably get away of doing a donut in here is me because I've got three wheels and my the only way to turn the Morgan 2 free round quickly is to turn it left or right and plant your foot on the accelerator and it just spins around but there's a time and a place for that I'm going to do it in my own car park because then everyone will think it's you know so don't ultimately don't do it it's not you're not well like generally now me getting on my iOS you are not welcome if that's the sort of area you think you'll get away with that? No, no. I'm just, I'm just trying to translate that into. Obviously, you mentioned you've now got a team. You're building staff up, and you've got to the point where you, people are coming to the door. And so, giving them and empowering them to go like, right, this is what we expect. This is what we look it, for. It, but it, how does that work? No, but it, but it is. And I like, I, I just want to bring it back. I, I went and, and visited Tor Motor Cafe in Horsham right the other week, and I, I was really lucky, and genuinely had a really good conversation with the owner there, Gary. And he's no he's aligned the same as me. Like everybody's welcome to go and to talk moto and, you know, chill out. But he he has a space that people need to respect. He has neighbours that people need to respect. If you disrespect them, you are not welcome. And he is very much like Roger and I will be, all over that. Like that's just you know, there's a level of respect. We're putting a lot on the line, people like myself and Rog, Gary you know, the guys at Fuel, we're putting a lot on the line to make these spaces available. The car community as a whole has to respect that. Mm. If you don't respect it, it's simple. I can turn this into a pub and do what I'm doing and not have cars. And then where are you gonna go? You can't keep going, you know, you, nobody wants people, no. you know, on the seafront anymore. Nobody wants people in car parks anymore. You know, all of this stuff is being all this underground car scene, or the, you know, people are getting asbos. But I know people that have approached us and said, I can't do a public car meet anymore because the police have issued, will issue me an asbo if I do. Hmm. And not because he's being, you know, he's just organising a big group of people in a certain place that aren't abiding by the rules, the car organiser. That, it, and it's, it doesn't matter what, you know, we're talking about car culture, right? That's a minority. Let's not get. Oh yeah. Let's not get sort of like it's a minority that ruin it for the majority, right? And that's the that's the world over. You know, Rog and I in the five years nearly that we've been doing this, I think we've banned six people from B Road for life. Like they're not welcome back. Yeah. That's it. 
But it, when it, there's no messing around, and that's the same as we speak to Gary at Talk Motor Cafe. That's it. Like, if you ruin it once, you ruin it forever. Like, you're not coming back. Yeah. Um, but again, like I say, it comes down to respect. I'm more than happy to do what I'm doing and welcome everybody with open arms, just respect the space that we're building. And I would say 99.9% .9 of those people that come here to B-Road will respect it. Yeah. If not 100% now, because it's been pretty, we've made it very clear, well, I've certainly made it very clear in this uh, podcast. I know, it's, 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 cause it's, and then you bring like, so I do want to bring it back to the people you're hiring and, and the, and the yeah, and how you are, because that's part of the culture as well. Like, you can't obviously you can't control how they're going to react to customers, but you can control your training. And like, I'm I'm just interested in how that's going to work for, see the restaurant, the bar. Yeah, I yeah, I don't. So obviously, we've spent a lot of time together, right? It's fair to say. Um, a bit too much time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we we've had some interviews today. Um, Part of um, recruiting staff and the staff that we've taken on, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you know, a lot of it is about a vibe, right? It's like a, you, it's reciprocative. Is that reciprocal? Reciprocal. So when I'm talking to somebody, I want to get a vibe that they're really in tune with what we're trying to create, right? And then everyone sort of gets like, this is what we're trying to create. This is the culture that. This is how me and Roger as, you know, directors of a company or your bosses, you know, are you cool with that? Right? It's a very relaxed atmosphere here. We don't, and I just think that that's, uh, you'll get people that aren't, that want to come to work and be told what they need to do and get on and do what they want to do. We're trying to employ staff that equally, obviously we need to tell them what to do. They need to, you know, we've had this conversation before in previous um, episodes. But they need to think for themselves. But the people that we've started to employ now have really latched on to, oh, this is going to be a fun place to work. This is a, this is different. This is, you know, I've got some ownership in what I'm doing. Yeah. So like the head chef, the bar manager, right? This is what I want. How you achieve what I want is down to you. Yeah. You own it, right? I own the company with Rog, but they own what I want them to do. And I'm not, I'm one of those people that that's your brief, off you go. Go and do what I want you to do. Now, okay, there's some tweaking and we have very regular meetings. We have a meeting every day to sort of put, I'm allowing them to buy into what we're creating here. Yeah. So by doing that and empowering them and giving them some ownership of what they're creating, they want to work here. Because I don't, there's not many places. And I think, you know, again, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts and a couple of, you know, the CEOs and the directors of those companies are very, when I hear them talking, so there's a little car company, there's Forge Motorsport. Those people, you know, those guys are doing not dissimilar to what Roger and I are doing with their staff. Yeah. You know, this isn't, this is mine and Roger's company and we created it, but it's not mine and Roger's, it's everybody's. It doesn't. It's not anything without the people, mm. you know. So um, that's why that is important. Um, and most of the people that are employing to come here want to work for B Road. 
we haven't yet employed one B Road member, but that's not because we don't want to. Um, I think we've ruined the mystique, though, wouldn't it? I guess I've worked at places where I've also been the customer on two different separate occasions, and it's a completely different point of view. Like you come into that restaurant being an employee, and you've got a different different sort of view of it as coming as a customer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And do you know what? And some people, and it's funny. So uh, a couple of interviews uh, last week. The two people I interviewed have watched this series, like what we're building, building a dream, right? Yeah. Um, my bar manager has watched this series, which is why he knew who you were this morning when you walked in, when I introduced you, and oh yeah, you know, Harry. So he's watched it. Yeah. My head chef's watched it. You know, my head chef's watched all of the videos that Roger and I have done over the course of four years, you know, bringing up the petrol ped one and talking about minis and stuff like that. And that's really good, right? So anyone coming for an interview, or if they haven't seen, and they're like, oh, so can you tell me a bit more about B-Road? It's like, look, I can, I'm more than happy to, but go away and what, if you don't watch anything, watch the Ignition podcast and from episode one to now and what we're building and why we're building it, this is... Yeah, it's almost like if you, if they come, they don't, haven't seen this, I mean, they obviously haven't searched because it's on Google. No, it is it's on Google. quite easy to find. But actually, sometimes, it's, like sometimes, and there are, there has been occasions where I, I don't mind that they don't know what this is because because then they get more excited when you tell them what it is and then they go away and watch it and then when they come back they're like oh what's that I, I couldn't stop watching it I watched you know, three episodes it's brilliant mm. but I want to be part of that or you get the people that like this morning we had a gentleman he has watched it he's watched it all and he was like oh yeah I've seen that you've got this and you know I've watched you know followed you on Instagram and saw like you're picking up the Morgan and the Onward you know all that sort of stuff right that's somebody you want to employ because he's genuinely interested in what we yeah. are doing, right? Well, that can only be a good thing for the customer base that comes in it because he's going to want... He's going to be able to also be he's able to help. Exactly. He's part of what we've created from a... Not necessarily inside it, but from outside. He's excited by yeah. the content and what we're doing and what we've created. So, therefore, that passion, that enthusiasm will, you know... By default, be exactly, and that you know that's what for me that's what it's all about. Like, um, say, I'm not gonna, you know, like it's. We never coined it. We never coined the phrase, and I've said it before. We never coined family. Right? We, that's a, something that some of our B Road members have coined. That's basically what we create. We have created here. People want to get involved, and do what get involved with us and do what we're doing because they feel part of something this has helped people over the four years I know because I've seen posts I know that Rog and I being there you know have being a sign signboard being somewhere for people to come and talk to like-minded people we've you know and they, they've told us and this is you know the this is all personal stuff to people and that like if they're watching this they'll know who I'm talking about but equally, that's the by that is a byproduct of what we've created. Somebody once said to me, because I remember having a conversation, um, and I don't think I think it's a great, great sort of time to I guess, and he won't mind me talking about it. But I once said to him, I said, "Oh, I've given 
in some respects so much to B Road that I don't have a nice car to bring to B Road anymore. I just, you know, that's my daily car, whatever. And he said to me, but you've got the tree that people bring trinkets to. You're building something bigger than... Yeah, bigger than you and bigger than... I guess you're trying to grow... And I never really understood it till it was explained at that point, you know? And we laugh and we joke about that as a, you know, you know, it's probably some of the worst, like from his point of view. Um, I'm not going to mention him because uh, he would be embarrassed, but he will know that we, because we've had we've had the conversation. Um, he would have said that that's some of the wisest words he's ever said. Never really, you know, it was just in a conversation over a cup of coffee at Bentley that we, I was like, you know, see all these people turning up really nice cars, and I love I love the fact they're all turning up with nice cars, but I just now. I've given so much to B-Road, I don't have. Yeah. You know, sold my Porsche Cayman, sold my F56 Mini, you know, sold all of the, sold my GP1, sold all of my really cool cars that I've had to, you know, but. Sacrifices, isn't it? You're well, sacrificing. They, but, they, but they are, but now it's paying dividends, right? So now I've bought another cool car, which I genuinely, you know, rightly or wrongly, people will like it, won't like it. I think it's a, it's funny because the guy that had that you're talking about the Monte Carlo R53 on you, that car I saw. Like, I think that's the reason I interviewed you guys on the podcast and I knew who you were, and because I love minis of that I still do. But I had a I had an R53 and he yeah, gave yeah. into the car park and it was really cool and it and all that stuff. And I just asked him because like, he came into the pub and I was like, I was like, what what is that? Like who did that? And he mentioned you guys and then obviously I did the research and I was like, this is the whole thing. Like you've and it's that's it. Like, without without talking about like what you've done what you've created you've created those little moments and just, it, it wasn't a lot of cars that you guys fettled with and modified but it was enough to spread the word through word of mouth and I think that's a key part of it but also like for me I completely agree with you I don't have a nice car personally because I'm putting so much of my time and effort and money into everything else like I don't and it's something that I almost feel like I'm I'm sacrificing not sacrificing but I feel like I'm not a car enthusiast but it's for the great but it's for the great yeah goal, and it's though. something that I I guess I'm not a bit insecure about what I do. I do worry about that, and I go, people go, you're into cars, and they're like, what are you drive, and I show them my car, and they go, what is that? And I go, well, that's the point. Like, I'm not spending money on a Ferrari or whatever. What I can't afford for, I'd love to afford a Ferrari. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And anyway, but like that's what I mean. Like, I show them my car, and then they, they look at me and they go, that's your car. I go, yeah, because no, absolutely, and I, but, and that I guess that's the point of you know, the cut we've created you as well we are creating something that's bigger and this is the point that this gentleman at the time made yeah we are creating something more than the trinkets that we see and talk to people own right that's that's the whole point of why we do it and choose that metaphor i guess you're building a forest rather than uh, exactly well, yeah funny enough the, and the reason that he mentions a tree and the trinkets it was around christmas time and it was like yeah you know, maybe that's why, you know, maybe. I, don't know. I quite like that metaphor. I think it's really, it's quite, yeah. Yeah. The tree stands still, it doesn't move. Yeah, and the fact that you're breeding and they, breed, and they do bring, this breath. People bring, and this was how I guess, you know, and I'm trying to remember the conversation, but it's like, people bring stuff every weekend, but they bring it here. Yeah. You're like, exactly the metaphor you make. We don't move. Like, we're the same. But we're, 
to have created the fact that we don't move, we've given up a lot. You know, it's not just me. Roger's given up the yeah, same, right? Roger's managed to cling on to his 911, but he's given up some pretty cool cars in the along the way, all right? And there's a, you know, that's what we've put, we've put and gave everything to it. And I, and I know, you know, there's been obviously from I don't want to keep going over old stuff, but you remember we had the conversation that you know was this going to carry on, etc. You know. Yeah, you guys were worried about this. This was was Bentley the last place that you were going to have, and was that going yeah. to be in place? In like, the I, I genuinely, if Bentley had been the last place, I'd have been, I'd have been satisfied that we'd have given it a good shot. Mm. I'd have been devastated that I'd given up quite as much for it not to continue. Yeah. Whereas I now think we're now building in some respects. Because we've because we bought this and we're here for twenty years, we are building in some respects a legacy, right? Mm. Like this isn't going anywhere. This is yeah. You'll you'll build it and refine it even more, and it'll get to the point where, like you say, you have many of these places. However, I now have a trinket that I can put on the tree yeah. through hard work and determination to achieve what I wanted to achieve, right? Yeah, I guess. But your but your tree would be, I guess, your trinket would be family. That your 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 children yeah. like that is I guess those are trinkets in your tree. Yeah, no, no, I, no, mate, hundred percent. Like, the we're nothing without. Like, I'm nothing without my wife, right, Deb. I can't. Like, there's no way of getting away from it. She is my rock, absolutely steadfast. Any crazy idea I come up with, I flow to her first, and then go, and she'll go. That's a stupid idea. Right, okay, won't do that then. Yeah. I know it's a good idea, go for it. Right. She's never never she questions me but for rightly because she's trying to help me achieve what I want, right? So I couldn't do this, you know, and it it and she knows um she's important in the whole process of B Road. Other people may not necessarily know that maybe she's quite as important and my family equally right my family are very supportive of what I do and the reasons I do it and you could you couldn't you know without getting into too much right there's I couldn't do and I what I do without their support yeah well, I guess that's like I guess the like, I don't keep mentioning the word culture because it would become a thing but like and then but you look at the word culture and you take it out when a culture is a atmosphere or it's a vibe like you want to call it but it's created by the influences of the person so if you talk about culture in a business sense culture in a business sense is the atmosphere that employees feel you talk about culture when you talk about car community culture is the things that people identify with a car or a certain car brand and that's I think that's, that's it you're taking little bits of individual nuances outside of the thing itself and you're bringing them and you're making that's what makes a person no yeah B B Road is parts of me, parts of Rog, parts of Mark, parts of the members. Part, part every, like I said, everybody owns B Road. They don't necessarily make any money from B Road, you know, but everybody owns it. It's why it's a members club. It's why we keep getting, you know, we haven't, we haven't been open for a year, and I've got probably seventy memberships I've got to give out. On day one, mm. 
I've got people that are still, you know, all the members before that that were members have now all got the ability to have a, a place, right? So you're right. I think, and it's very hard, and it's really hard, and I bet you as soon as the tam cameras are off and we turn this off, I'll have an epiphany and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's what I should have said at that point, right? But it's really hard to pin down what B-Road is. I think um, a couple of members probably, by summing it up and saying it's family, probably did coin it in a very good way because it that's B-Road does feel like family and everybody can relate to family right mm. but maybe it's an extension of family maybe it's it's an area it's a place where people can go and feel comfortable and not judged and they know that they've got support of people that are you know left and right of them that's what it's about yes yeah. the ethos being you know you, we're all collective like we're all one like B-Road isn't anything with everyone well so you wouldn't you wouldn't, wouldn't have a car community you wouldn't have a car culture without people no. and that's it and I think in a way that not saying to discredit you or Rog but I don't think you and Rog can describe what it is because for you you've been in it for so long that you have a almost a blind blinders on to what's going on around no I no mate you've hit the nail on the head I we we live and breathe it right like me Rog and I live and breathe this 24 7 mm. so for us this is this is life like this is what we do so yeah. to ask me to describe what b-road is yeah, it's it very is. difficult this is my this is what i do this is my life now this is this is what it's but that's equally quite cool because i am now doing something that i love i've cr we we collectively created this yeah and that's i guess that's the whole point of this series was to show that you're running off a dream running off a i think it's something that everyone wants they everyone wants a place to call their own everyone wants home they want community they want family and this is part of what you are creating is that yeah the amount of new and I can sum it up for me right I was in the army for 25 years and I had lots and lots of friends colleagues acquaintances whatever you I was in that vibe right it was a we all when I was at a regiment in the sergeant's mess we all felt I knew everybody. Everybody knew me because I was in a, you know, in some respects, in a singular job. There was only one of me, so, and I did food, so everybody wanted to be my friend, <laughs> um, because they wanted free food or functions food, or whatever, yeah, <laughs> better food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right, um, and that's great because you feel part of something, and I very much felt part of something. And in the army, you very much feel part of the wider army, the wider force. Like now, I, I'm. A veteran so I feel part of that community I felt very much part of something in the army you know I've tried to bring that ethos and those core values from the army across to B Road so what we are and what we're about um, and I hopefully that I do feel part of something Rog and I feel part of something we feel that we've created something for other people to be part of something but those people buy into that that's why we're successful yeah I would argue I could be wrong um, but I'm I genuinely think our members and the people that come to B Road buy into what Rog and I have created and want to be part of that and that is 
B-Road culture yeah. without but I agree I don't disagree with you I think it's very difficult that I don't or can't describe what it is yeah and we, we sort of I guess and we'll, we will see what it's like and I will be able to come in on the last episode and hopefully we can do like a, a mini sort of like walk around and I'll, I'll do a different type of podcast where I'll I'll bring some of the more mics and we'll do a I'll speak to the people that are here mate 100% I think you know like so that's going to be in what are you coming in 10 days I guess I might as well yeah come on the bank holiday yeah. weekend and talk to people but go and speak to people that there'll be people here that haven't been to B-Road before and they're equally you know it makes would be very you know I'd like you to you know and maybe there's that bit and then there's maybe a, like a sort of speak to the staff yeah and I just because I think it kind of not that it's the last ever we, we, we will be the last episode that we number six that we what we said and, and I think it comes to a nice point where people have people have just heard us talk about it and obviously there's the there's the bureau community that have experienced it but there's also the people that listen to this audio only I don't see mm-hmm. the video, don't see don't see the building if if they are listening and they are in Kent or Surrey or in London and they want to come and see what it's like 100% like you said like 29th of 29th of this month 30th and the 1st I mean from the 29th of this month we'll be open 7 days a week so if you want to come down you're in the area you know come down and experience it if you want to rip you know god I'm making a rob for my own back if you really want to see what I think hopefully the big the 29th people have been waiting over a year for us to come back yeah. and there's a lot of love on social media there's a lot of people reaching out saying when are you opening you know there's a lot of stuff you don't see from the social media so behind the scenes there's also the, the people that I'm guessing show up thinking it's open like we've had before oh god yeah I can imagine that's a lot more than <laughs> I experienced I experienced it every time I was here so it must happen a lot more for you well there's more there's more cars and stuff in the car park right so there's contractors in today there's builders there's painters there's staff I mean the car park's got about 12 cars in it you know so people stop because they think the pub is open mm. but and then walk in the doors and go you're not serving food and drink you're like mm, no sorry we're we're still under refurbishment yeah you know alright okay there should be a part of me that probably puts out a sign and goes hey we should be open now <laughs> or opening soon but um, I quite like speaking to people and like a lot of the people that come here have come here before and now I've seen the work that we've done and like oh my god I've got to come back here when this is open mm. you know um, you'll know because you saw it virtually three days after we got the keys and I know that you're going to do a walk round after this so that you can maybe showcase it and it's still not ready it's still a little bit higgledy piggledy but by next week or by the end of this week, some of this stuff will be on the walls, finished, etc. So, um, I know it's been a bit of an up and a down um, episode. Is that fair? Yeah. No, I think it's... But, but it's a really difficult subject to talk about culture because what 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 it means to me is different to what it means to other people. Every single but, person for their own. Um, I would say that we're, you know, I guess in some respects to finish, you know, we are, we are the tree where you can bring your trinkets to. Yeah, that's a very apt place to finish it. And um, I look forward to saying, I look forward to coming in ten days' time. And thank you, yeah, so thank you for your, for, your, for your time. I think it's brilliant to, to just just to have this as a as a walkthrough. And for me personally, um, I, I'm very open about 
like how into self-development I am and just to watch and have almost I don't want to say it, but I view you as a mentor and it's quite nice to have you and see you do this and be like oh, it's possible if I want to do it in 5-10 years time I could do it in 5-10 years Mate, time look, I, I appreciate that and then I, I do appreciate that and I, it's um, yeah thank you and if I can help in any way you only have to ask yeah and uh, I'm sure there'll be a slightly mini project for us to work on definitely is for another podcast <laughs> this is the penultimate episode and for me learning about ed's view on car culture and b-road's ethos around it as a whole has made me question what i am as a car enthusiast yes i love euro yes i love supercars but i also have a passion for classic and if you're like me and you love the quirky nuances of classic cars well then let me know Send me a DM and show me what cars you like. I'm really interested to know the kind of people that are listening to the podcast. And if you want to listen to more of B-Road's episodes, they'll be on YouTube or on the platform you're listening to this podcast on. So why don't you find out more about what it's like to build a dream. And with that being said, I'm Harry and this is Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening.